0: Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 6, verses 1 to 8, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is the word of the Lord. In this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us instruction on two subjects. One is that of giving alms, and the other is that of prayer. Both were subjects to which the Jews attached great importance. Both in themselves deserve the serious attention of all professing Christians. Observe that our Lord takes it for granted that all who call themselves his disciples will give alms. He assumes, as a matter of course, that they will think of it as a solemn duty to give according to their means, to relieve the needs of others. The only point he handles is the manner in which the duty should be done. This is a weighty lesson. It condemns the selfish stinginess of many in the matter of giving money. How many are rich toward themselves but poor towards God? How many never give a farthing, a former British coin worth less than a penny, to do good in the bodies and souls of men, And have such people any right to be called Christians in their present state of mind? It may be well doubted. A giving Savior should have giving disciples. Observe again that our Lord takes it for granted that all who call themselves his disciples will pray. He assumes this also as a matter, of course. He only gives directions as to the best way of praying. This is another lesson which deserves to be continually remembered. It teaches plainly that prayerless people are not genuine Christians. It is not enough to join in the prayers of the congregation on Sundays or attend the prayer of a family on weekdays. There must be private prayer also. Without this, we may be outward members of Christ's church, but we are not living members of Christ. But what are the rules laid down for our guidance about almsgiving and praying? They are few and simple, but they contain much for thought. In giving, everything like ostentation, that is, pretentiousness, is to be abhorred and avoided. We are not to give as we wished everyone to see how liberal and charitable we are and desired the praise of our fellow men. We are to shun everything like display. We are to give quietly and make as little noise as possible about our charities. We are to aim at the spirit of the proverbial saying, Don't let your left hand know what your right hand does. In praying, the principal object to be sought is to be alone with God. We should endeavor to find some place where no mortal eye sees us and where we can pour our hearts without feeling That no one is looking at us but God. This is a rule which many find it very difficult to follow. The poor man and the servant often find it almost impossible to be really alone, but it is a rule which we must make all great efforts to obey. Necessity, in some cases, is often the mother of invention. When a person has a real desire to find some place where he can be in secret with his God, he will generally find a way. In all our duties, whether giving or praying, the great thing to keep in mind is that we have to do with a heart-searching and all-knowing God. Everything like formality, pretension, or mere bodily service is abomination and worthless in God's sight. He takes no account of the quantity of money we give or the quantity of words we use. The one thing at which his all-seeing eye looks is the nature of our motives and the state of our hearts. Our Father sees in secret. May we all remember these things. Here lies a rock on which many are continually making spiritual shipwreck. They flatter themselves that all must be right with their souls if they only perform a certain amount of religious duties. They forget that God does not regard the quantity But the quality of our service. His favor is not to be bought, as many seem to suppose, by the formal repetition of a number of words, or the self-righteous payment of a sum of money to a charitable institution. Where are our hearts? Are we doing all, whether we give or pray, as to the Lord and not to men? Do we realize the eye of God? Do we simply and solely desire to please him who sees in secret and by whom actions are weighed, for Samuel 2, verse 3? Are we sincere? These are the sort of questions we should daily apply to our souls. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today. And may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory.